Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. All right. Welcome to episode one. Neil, how you feeling? Feeling good, Josh. Good to be here. Got our pilot on deck here. This Let's, is uh, this is it. We're this doing is it. it. This is uh, to finally get this in. Yeah. yeah. My name is Josh. I'm Neil. And uh, let's get started. It is Monday, January 11th. And uh, Neil, tell me, uh, tell me something fun about you. Uh, something fun about me? Well, I'm a big sports fan. I like talking a lot about sports. I like talking a lot about a lot of smack talking for fantasy football. Absolutely. Fantasy I really basketball. put you on the spot there, didn't I? You did put me on the spot here. How about one more time? What is uh, the moment you decided you wanted to get into sports? Well, Josh, I'll tell you a little story about um, oh, story the younger, time. the younger Neil. Yeah, Let's I think it was do it. when way I way back when in I the seventies. You, I, I liked sports. I would, I think it was three years old. Oh, we're going way back. Um, at the time, my parents, we were living with my grandparents, and I watched a lot of WWF. It was called WWF back then. Of course, um, of course, the uh, attitude. I, a lot of wrestling, mm-hmm. and my mother took me. I don't even think it was kindergarten. It was like the orientation. Or going so back get before kindergarten. Oriented with wow. kindergarten. So yeah, wow. going way back here. And there was there was this kid on the computer uh, that I wanted to be on at the time that wouldn't let me onto the computer. Okay. And back then, you know, these big machines that you could play games on were coveted. So of course, of um, course. I had to take matters into my own hands, and I actually suplexed this three-year-old kid and pinned from him down. the chair you like, i took him off the chair him suplexed chair. him and counted one two three and i was the winner and i was in my mind declared the winner of the computer the pre-kindergarten and, world heavyweight champion exactly of yeah. the computer yeah I, of it course, doesn't doesn't get more coveted than that it no, really doesn't no that's that's a coveted position that you would want wow that was um, i of course was asked to leave and was not allowed at that kindergarten at the time but of course. Moral of the story is I became a sports fan after. Yeah. You just moved on to the next <laughs> yeah. uh, the next uh, SmackDown or Raw show that would take you, right? Exactly. I was on the road at three years old. You know, of course, of course. You started How about yourself? When did you know you were going to enjoy sports? As my much passion as you for sports. When did that happen? Um, I think, well, my parents uh, enrolled me in sports at a very young age. And oh, yeah. I think... Uh, my first sport I was ever enrolled in was actually soccer. And um, I think when I decided that, um, you know, to be on that field meant I got to not only pick dandelions from the grass, but check out all the weird, funny clouds in the sky while people played soccer around me. That's when I knew that sports was for me, I think. I think. And eventually I, I figured out that there was actually a game going around, going on around me. And uh, I, I continued to get a little better at, at sports as my um, playing career went on. So. so it stemmed from, no pun intended, but Ooh, it stemmed from wow. the dandelions. It stemmed from the <laughs> dandelions. That I was not expecting. It. That, was, that was clever. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Now let's move on to uh, what's the biggest sports moment you ever got to be a part of in your lifetime? I think, you know, like, Raps in six, that entire We the North upbringing, the Raptors bringing home a championship. I know we've experienced championships here in the city before. I think it was maybe three or four years old when the Blue Jays went back to back. And I don't really remember that, you know, it's like, but you were only like 34 years old at the time. So it's like, yeah, I guess if you put three or four together, I was 34. But um, there you go. um, I think TFC winning. I it gets it's up there, but you know the Raptors winning that championship and just that whole summer um, experience, especially with it happening right before COVID hit. You know it was yeah yeah that was our that was the last big you know outing where I saw yeah people. Just to look back on like some photos of like two to three million people in the downtown yeah, core for that, that parade. parade. Wow, it, yeah, just like that. There's nothing that comes close to that and like that experience is just yeah. something that um you're gonna cherish for the rest of your life yeah 100 how about yourself um i think the first big moment the the biggest moment was probably uh i was at bmo field when tfc won yeah 
Um, and so that was pretty amazing. But I think, you know, I, I can't take anything away from the Raptors. That was that was the biggest moment, you know. And I, I don't know if it's going to get better than, better than that. I don't know if yeah. a Toronto team is going to have a more storied, you know, finish to a season. No, there's not going to be another Gasol chugging a bottle of rosé oh or a bottle God, of wine, whatever that it was. That was the highlight. The oh, <laughs> that was just so amazing. An entire bottle of rosé. Oh, yeah. The the big big old man from Spain drinking an entire bottle. That was just, that was insane. Um, but yeah, no, that was um, that was a fun summer. That was a really fun summer. His arms are just inflating or like whack, like flopping around wacky, like wavy, wacky, inflatable wavy. arm flailing Gasol. That's that is yeah, his that new was, nickname. That was this, Mark Gasol. Henceforth, that is his new nickname. Wow. Um, what's the biggest heartbreak? I know we're we're in Toronto. We have a lot of heartbreak. You know, um, our teams don't always win a championship, um, and when they don't, sometimes it's heartbreaking. Well, Josh, uh, I think like. The first thing that comes to mind when you say heartbreak and you talk about sports and being a t- growing up being such a big Toronto Maple Leafs fan, um, you're gonna go there, aren't you? I'm gonna go there. You know, yeah. the, the wound is still fresh in my mind. You know, and even though it's it's been like seven and a half years. Yeah, I think, wow. I think it's a been lot seven of our, and a half years since then. I think, I think most of our listeners know. I've been going where to therapy going for seven and a half years. <laughs> yeah, wow. you're gonna you're going to virtual therapy at this point. All right, point, I guess but, so. Let's do it. But the Maple Leafs losing in 2013 to the Bruins, the, like just that collapse that they had in that third period in overtime, is probably the most devastating and demoralizing thing. Everyone remembers where they were when that happened, and you know, like just going through that, and it was it was tough to watch them give up that lead on the road against the yeah. Bruins. Um, yeah, and then after that, continue to lose against the Bruins in devastating manners. I think is just it's a team they don't know how to win against. No, they do know how to win against them, but when it comes to a game seven, yeah. or they're holding a four point lead, I mean, a four one. Canucks lead. fans know all about the Bruins and losing in the playoffs. There are Canucks fans. So That's, yeah, there's fans all, of that team. All four of them. Yes, uh, there are a couple. Well, if you're out there, this one's for you. Go for it. Yeah. Um, how about you? Oh, um, biggest heartbreak. Um, I I do recall that specific moment um, because they included in every promo going forward for the Leafs. But um, I think yeah, biggest heartbreak the year before the the that Toronto FC won the MLS Cup was they were actually in the final against Seattle the year before or maybe it was the year before that the sounders yeah the sounders yes um and they it came down to a penalty shootout and we lost by i think one goal i remember that and it hit the post and rattled off and it happened to be on my birthday yeah so i had a bunch of people over to i was living with my parents at the time um and i had some people over and we watched that game and i was expecting you know to to celebrate the rest of the night not only my birthday, but, you know, them winning, and they didn't. And um, then I opened up a bottle of gin, and I didn't let anyone else have it, and it was all mine. Anywho, let's <laughs> jump into it. Do you want to jump into it, Neil? Let's get into what do it, you, What do you think I want to talk about first? Uh, you, you know, you can't see this listening, but you do have this look <laughs> on your face that I, I, I resentfully want to get into it, yeah. Let's I get am, into it. I am so excited to talk about this. Um, folks, let me paint you a picture. The man sitting across from me is a hardcore Steelers fan. Yeah. A hardcore Steelers fan. And that game, I had the pleasure of, of witnessing his reaction to that game last night. It hasn't even been 24 hours yet, Josh. Come no, <laughs> no, it hasn't. And I'm opening it up before it even heals. So just that game, going into that game, what, are you, what were your thoughts going into that game? Because it had to be much different from yeah. your thoughts right now. But yeah, tell me I mean, what, well, what you were thinking. Going, going into this matchup for Wild Card Weekend, um, the, the picture had been painted, right? The Browns had so much adversity going on. And, mm-hmm. and just the fact that they haven't won a playoff like game in 26 years. They, they're missing their emotional leader, Odell Beckham. They're without their coach. A coach had COVID, so they had no head coach. 
So they're and being coached by their offensive and defensive And none of them coaches. know how to do a TikTok dance. It's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. They couldn't even, their facility was closed all week. They couldn't even practice. So again, they had all these things riding against this, against their team. We as Steelers Nation felt like we we had uh, a, a decent enough chance to, to move on. And like, I was even talking to a few of my friends and saying like, oh, I can't wait. For the Bills matchup next week, I was we were looking past yeah. the Browns, so yeah. I mean, we didn't realize that we were going to run into such a terrible first quarter, you know, and we dug ourselves a hole that we couldn't get out of right off the first snap, Neil. It was five seconds in that um, the first snap, you know, like I don't understand that first snap. It was, it was, I think it might have been nerves, but you know, Big Ben. He gets this nickname for the big stature that he is. He's a huge guy. He's a huge guy, but he even if it was Big Ben, the, the actual, the actual time yeah. tower in England probably would have had a better game. It's still the ball still would have been snapped over that. You know, it was yeah, so high. It went completely over his head, went into the end zone, yeah. and then Cleveland recovered, got a touchdown, and that's how the game started. They were down seven nothing with five seconds in, and it just kind of snowballed after that. You know, they were down twenty eight nothing. Cleveland had the biggest first half. Uh, I was reading this. They had the biggest first half by a road team in NFL playoff history, and the I mean, just going up against that was every reporter that was on the sideline had their jaw open. They were all so like no one could believe what was happening. Not even the Steelers. And it was the Cleveland Browns. Like, yeah. this is the team that threw a parade after their 0-16 season. Yeah. Like, this is the team that, uh, I think it was Coors Light that put the vending machines around Cleveland. And they put chains around them. And they said when Cleveland won their, their next game, the chains would drop and everyone would get free beer. Yeah, they've been the laughing stock for so long of, of the NFL. So, I mean... That that's insane stunning, to come back stunning. from that. Still hurts today. And beat the Steelers that started the season eleven and zero. They started the season eleven and zero. I mean that they've got a lot of questions to add, to answer this off season. Starting eleven and zero, I know they had easy matchups the first eleven weeks, and they started running into some more challenging opponents later in the season. But a lot can be said about their their leader, their quarterback. Big Ben, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. He's in a really, uh, really important offseason coming up where I think he's due um, 41 million or they're, they're, his salary counts for 41 million against the cap next season. This is a big offseason for the Steelers to make a decision on what they want to do with Ben and for Ben to decide if he wants to do this again, you know, so. I think um, with the way he played for the last half of the season, at least, changing his game, Ben's been known to be a gunslinger quarterback most of his career and to absorb big hits in the pocket. That's just been his playing style. And this year, that wasn't his playing style. He changed it dramatically to these quick dump-off passes. He's get get the ball out of his hand really quickly. And I think that really altered his performance, you know, as, as evidence... In this past game last night, four 100%. interceptions. I mean, he was forcing the issue, and it didn't work out for him. So, yeah, and coming off that injury season last season, like obviously yeah. there's like you like you were saying, he's trying to protect himself, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's definitely changing his game. You talked about um, you know questions that need to be answered, and I think one of the biggest questions is you know what senior citizen home is is big ben gonna choose like you're, that's a that's a big decision for him and you're not pulling punches today i can see oh i yeah. i have been thinking of you know one-liners this entire time yeah for my notes here during the game i just wrote down uh, ha 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 Th- those are my notes for the entire game um <laughs> while i was watching it with you um so do you think big ben has played his last game in pittsburgh uh I, just just with this off season being so they, like they have a lot of cap issues coming up the steelers do um i personally think he might have played his last snap it would be nice to see him have one more year and and see what he can do with that but just the way the last 
half to quarter of the latter half of the season went, um, it's tough. You know, it's it's a tough pill to swallow today being so fresh after the loss last night. But I think we're going to find out in the next couple weeks what he's going to do. He's due, I think I was reading on March 17th, he's due a $15 million roster bonus if he's on the roster. So whether he chooses to retire or whether the Steelers cut him, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things happening in the next few weeks here for the Steelers. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks this offseason that need a new home. Yeah. I think. Um, and so uh, for me personally, I think Big Ben would have, I think his plan was to retire this this offseason. However, I think that because of this game, Big Ben being the competitor that he is, I think he comes back another season. That's my opinion. I don't think he wants to end, maybe he, he'll play for another team next year, but I don't think he wants to end his career as that uh, picture of him sitting on the sidelines with a tear streaming down his very enormous cheek. Um, I don't think that's that's what he wants his lasting image to be. No, I think like I think that tear came. Um, no one wants to end their career the way he did, right? Everyone kind of wants to fade off into the sunset with a Super Bowl victory, right? Or at least a better showing than Big Ben showed throughout that game. But I think what you saw there was just the fact of it was just the emotions running wild of someone kind of admitting to themselves that they can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think personally, you know, I think like he realized, you know, he can will his way to a win. He can't will his way to a 28 point deficit win, you know? So I um, had, I had faith in him that he was going to come back in that game. You know, they actually, they actually showed well the second and third quarter. They they almost did. They almost came back, but Cleveland, uh, give it to the I'll give it to the Cleveland Browns. They have a, a solid one-two punch, and they do Nick they Chubb do. and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that, it's tough to ru- stop that running game. And their front offensive linemen they do a really good job in making those holes for them. So we'll see next week what yeah. happens. It's gonna be a fun weekend next weekend. Um, I will. I'm just letting you know now. I will continue to throw these one-liners at you for being a Steelers fan. Um, but I think we should move on um, to the rest of Wildcard Weekend because there were a lot of fun games this weekend. We can't uh, we can't move on without talking about Juju just yet, though. Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, you want to bring me back into this ring? Okay. I know you you were talking about it all day, Josh, and I think we should address the elephant in the room that is Juju Smith Schuster, the TikTok star Juju Smith Schuster. He's a TikTok star, not a star so much. Well, he played okay last night, but not a star so much on the football field right now. Mm-hmm. What do you What are your thoughts on Mr. Smith Schuster? Uh, I think like just his antics, you know, like just pregame dancing stomping on logos you know like kind of riling the other team up it's just stupid to me you know what i mean and and i i I don't understand why you would want to do that you know and i don't understand i saw earlier today this little someone saw a little clip of the steelers down in the fourth quarter i think they were down by 23 points and you know being down 23 points in the fourth quarter of a playoff game you would be in you have to be out of your mind to be in good spirits after that and someone caught a, a snap of juju smith schuster dancing he he's got to before practice. a snap he's got he's got to practice his moves for the next tiktok I mean, yeah like, but this isn't dancing with the stars josh this is the nfl and this is this is playoffs you know what i mean like what are you doing I yeah. mean that what what message are you sending to your teammates and the rest of the locker room by if, doing that? If but, you are his teammate, what do you what do you say to him going hey, into that locker room? He's a free agent. He's gonna go elsewhere. Some team he's still young. I think he's like twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Um he's gonna sign, he's gonna have success somewhere, but he needs to grow up because you need to have some sort of sensitivity. You need to be pissed off. If you're down if your team's down by twenty four in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. You need to be pissed. Your season's over. Yeah. Maybe he's happy that he's going to get all this time to do his, his dance moves, but... He's got... He's the, <laughs> you know, he's thinking about his off-season. His off-season. He's, he's thinking about the dances he wow. has lined up. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, it, he he got his teammates involved in a lot of these TikToks. Yeah. So, I mean, like, 
you know, I don't think anyone's innocent there. I think they they are feeding into that. Um, you actually, yeah. you do you want to talk about the Chase Claypool video that you posted today? Yeah, I, well, this just in, just saw it on on Sports Center. Um, Chase Claypool on Instagram, Canadian Mapletron. Yeah, he. I don't know if he was doing like a live blog session or live Insta, but um, he was answering questions saying that the Browns are going to, he's not worried because the Browns are going to get quote unquote clapped by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs next week. So I don't, I don't know. Like just, that's, I'll just leave it at that. That's a, that's a, how old is Chase Claypool is? How old he's? He's a rookie this year. I he's a rookie he's this year. 22. Yeah. He's, I mean, obviously he's pissed off. And he's probably gotten a lot of heat from Cleveland fans in the past 12 hours. Um, but I think, you know, there is a time to brag. There is a time to smack talk. And that time is not after you lose in a wild card game to a team that doesn't have an offensive coordinator or a head coach or their star wide receiver. Hey, they give it to the Browns. You know, like they were resilient and... You know, the Steelers as a team, of, of course, are reeling right now, but they'll come back strong. They'll come back strong. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are looking for a new home this offseason. And I think, you know, if, if they decide to go another route, they, I mean, Deshaun Watson is available. Mm -hmm. Mitch Trubisky. I mean, like these are, these are names that are going to be in the offseason. Uh, are you ready to move on? Let's move on. Let's do it. Uh, the what are your other takeaways from this weekend? What are what are the big takeaways before we jump into you know thoughts on specific games? Some things that uh, surprised me the most. I don't know about you, but uh, I watched that Seahawks and Rams game, and I I couldn't believe it. You know, the the Rams did start off with their backup quarterback, which shocked me because they had Jared yeah. Goff healthy and ready to play and they still started their backup anyways probably for his two-way attack his running and his throwing but it got really awkward when their backup got injured right away and they had to put in the guy they just sat ironically yeah they, that, so they uh, had to put Goff back in and when Goff came in he was he made some good throws that was only apparently like 11 days after he had thumb surgery and I don't know if you know this but you need your hand to throw a football debatable so, but sure um, him coming into the game and playing, I, their defense was spectacular. They had a pick six that really kind of separated this game. That was one of the best pick sixes I have ever seen. Yeah. And I'm talking about just like the way he was able to read that play and where Russ's eyes were. He yeah. read Russ's eyes before Russ even looked that way. Yeah. That was insane. That was just, it was so fun to watch. I think I watched it like 15 times since that happened. Um, it was it was great to watch. Um, speaking of that game, the uh, the portrait mode camera. The portrait the sideline mode. camera, yeah. yeah. If you thought Jared Goff was attractive before this camera, and... I didn't, but... Well, speak for yeah. yourself then, Neil. <laughs> because like once you see him in this portrait mode camera, you will change your mind. Um, but it, no, a lot of the takes looked like Madden. Yeah. Like, did you see some of the games or some of the shots? Rather, they looked like clips from Madden. Like, yeah, it was it, insane. It, like, I mean, I hope they can continue using it because it's an awesome camera. It's awesome, like, seeing that sideline. I yeah, I, I like that. Um, but Russell, um, Russell Wilson, though, like, I, I will say, starting off this season, this whole let Russ cook business that was going on like like they were blowing out teams and russ was cooking he was cooking and cooking often you know so i don't know they, they have a lot of answers to to solve this off season as well and i don't know what they're going to do with russ because they they completely changed who they were they changed their their throwing game they wanted to incorporate the run game a bit more and it completely changed that dynamic for that team so the the Seahawks did not look like the Seahawks. There was, was a there was, was a time this season where Russ was heavily involved in the MVP conversation. Yeah, there was a, a you know the beginning of the season, it was between him and Mahomes. Yeah, and but now, he was putting up numbers. He was at the beginning was. of the season. 
Yeah, it and was. And then he stopped cooking, you know? Like, he started ordering he Uber overcooked. Eats. He overcooked. He ordered Uber Eats. Yeah. You know? Um, sponsorship pending. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he was uh, he was not, you know, beginning of the season MVP Russ last night. And not last night, two nights ago. Um, but And that showed. That was, uh, yeah, the Rams. The Rams went from losing to the Jets to yeah. winning the wild card game. Yeah, how do you do that? How do you let it's quite the, the turnaround? How do you let the what what was most impressive was not this victory, but the victory they had to get into this game against the Cardinals. You know, so that was a fun game to to not play against for Cardinals fans. But <laughs> no, I was impressed by the last two uh, gut check victories that the Rams had because. You know, to, to gut out those two wins against Kyler Murray and against Russell Wilson, albeit Kyler was banged up in that game. I'll give it to Sean McVay and that defense. That defense was was spectacular. Did you see, have you ever seen the video of the, the guy that's hired to keep Sean McVay off the field? Have you, have you, tell me you've seen this video. No. There is a guy, <laughs> I'm so excited, I'm introducing you to this, but there is a guy that was hired to specifically keep Sean McVay on the sideline. Why does he get fired like that? He gets fired up and he tries <laughs> he tries to run on the field. And you know, this guy literally is standing behind him grabbing his waist and pulling him back. I have to show you this video. This is amazing. Um and I'm I'm so excited. I can't believe they have that. So they, they have actually that. have this guy yeah. hired to do that. Yeah. Oh. He is uh yeah, I it's the funniest video in the world, but he literally stands behind Sean McVay the whole game and when he gets fired up and you know, if there's a play going by him, he has to, you know, grab his waist and pull him back. And Sean McVay is just like, "Oh yeah, this is uh this is normal. This is what happens here." <laughs> it's insane. So um, he, he probably shouts out, "Hold me back" before Hold me back. Hold yeah, me back. Hold yeah. Me back. Yeah, he yells he to the refs. You're lucky my friend's here holding yeah. me back or else you'd be in big trouble. Um, how about Tom Brady? Uh, Tom, I mean, this is Tom time, right? I, As much as I hate Tom Brady, he is clutch in the playoffs. He wins games, you know. Like, he's a he's a great quarterback. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, right? So I think the upcoming playoff schedule, him against Breeze next week, divisional matchup. It's gonna be that's gonna be a great, fun. It's gonna be fun a great game. game. Yeah, it's gonna be the oldest uh, yeah. matchup between quarterbacks of all time, probably. But uh, it should be a fun matchup. Yeah, yeah. The two is, greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, and they're they this season they've been going back and forth with like uh, most touchdowns or most uh, most yards thrown, right? Most TDs all time. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a fun one. But I was honestly, I was well most of the time I'm cheering against Tom Brady. Yeah. But this game specifically, I wanted Alex Smith to play. Right. Because how fun and how great of a story would that have been if Alex Smith played this game, coming back from that life-threatening injury to Mm -hmm. beat Tom Brady and the team that they built around Tom Brady in the wildcard game. How fun would that It would have been, you know, like just coming back, I think it was like 18 surgeries he had on his leg or something like that. Yeah, yeah. His leg was basically just like held together by sticks. Yeah, and I mean, was... like it was. There was a lot of adversity that that team faced. You know, like they just dropped Haskins before. Uh, that week whole 16. Haskins situation was. I think they handled it well, though. Just kind of separating themselves from that before playoffs, getting into playoffs. Um, it would have been nice to see Smith go in and and do well, but you know, hey, that third string quarterback that they had heineke yeah fourth string i think you know i think he was fourth yeah yeah um he put on a show you know pat pat mahomes even was tweeting he He was was live tweeting during the game saying what is going on right now who is this yeah and hey like kudos to that guy he kind of he he had them within eight points on the last drive and then couldn't convert on fourth fourth down but hey he, he gave it his all. Did you see the video of him like throwing his body at like trying to get the touchdown? Yeah. That that was just that was insane. So I mean, he made, he I think he played in the in the XFL a couple years ago and he was Yeah, the American uh, the AAF or the AFL. Yeah, he played in one of those yeah. like um third party leagues, but yeah. um he did he put it all on the line for he this did. game for sure. Yeah. He might get picked up by another team next year. Who knows? Yeah. 
Um, let's talk about the Nickelodeon game, you know? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, (laughs) The Saints and Bears game was broadcast on Nickelodeon. And, oh, my gosh, the memes that came from that game. They, They superimposed slime coming onto the the end zone that was just it was it was fun to watch yeah like i've never heard that before like nickelodeon i didn't think that was a thing did you hear who the nvp was (laughs) the nickelodeon tell me one thing has Patrick Mahomes ever won an NVP? No, he's never won an NVP. He has never won an NVP. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is our MVP of the season. I think they can call the season right there because you don't need none of the other awards matter. He will never win a higher award you won't, than that. Unless than it's a pre-kindergarten world heavyweight title. Then Eight. that's that's I mean that's the highest, but like MVP is a is a that's close just, second. That's just I mean it's it's kids voting for the award. They just had no idea who they were voting for, right? It so. was, do not tell Mitchell Trubisky that. No, I won't. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a fun one. They actually, in the post-game interview, Sean Payton actually got slimed. Did I you saw see that? that, yeah. That was, Good for him for that doing was, that. Yeah. That was fun. You, another play I want to talk about from that game um, was the Wims dropped touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, that play would have would have changed the entirety of the game. And it was it was a trick play. Yeah. And Wims had he was wide open and he dropped the ball in the end zone. And that was the end of I think the the Bears game. I think that was the end of their, their end of their season. End of their season. End of their storied era. Yeah, that they had in 2021, and they were they were up against you know you, Drew Brees had all of his weapons back for this game. They had a few ejections during the game. They as did. Well. They yeah. did. That there was some punches thrown in that game. Was, there was yeah. It was it was not a very good showing for the Bears in that game. Although like they did con- they were within reach the entire game. Yeah. Before yeah. it got out of hand in the fourth, but that was a brutal drop for them. Yeah, in the end zone, which was a surefire touchdown. It was a hundred percent touchdown. Yeah. How about Lamar Jackson? I was waiting for you to to get to the Ravens here, and what, what, how did you think the Ravens looked, Lamar included? I think it was it was mostly a defensive game. I think Lamar decided to throw out his run game in this game. Not throw out. I mean, he decided to run the ball as much as he could. Um, and it worked out for him. They um, and you know the Ravens' defense shut down Derrick Henry. He only had 40 yards in this game. Um, and obviously, you shut down Derrick Henry. You shut down the most of the Titans' offense because they rely heavily on Derrick Henry. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe what I saw in that game from the Ravens' defense. It's just a complete turnaround. The Ravens are peaking at the right time right now. Just in the playoffs, they've looked good for a few weeks and you know i hate saying that being a steelers fan but hey lamar used his weapons he used his legs to his advantage and the defense took care of the rest he was fired up he he was he wanted that win i think more than that was his first playoff win more than any other quarterback wanted a win this weekend lamar jackson wanted and needed that win um we can't obviously talk about Wild Card Weekend without talking about the Buffalo Bills. What are your thoughts on the storied franchise of the Buffalo Bills? Well, it's good for them, you know. Like um, the Colts came out with that win. I don't think I'd I'd feel good for the Bill fans because um, the way that game was played, Josh Allen played a hell of a game. He controlled that game. He killed clock. At the end, there was that that uh, controversial fumble, mm-hmm. which was, was a fumble. Let's, it was a fumble. It was. Which it was I not, think they got wrong, but it, it didn't not, matter in yeah. the end. I think that the Bills played good enough to to beat the Colts in that game. I don't know how they're going to fare against the Ravens next week, but um, I think they deserve to win that game. Have you ever had the pleasure of being of going to a Bills game? I have. Yeah, it is an experience. In and of itself, I haven't seen Bill's Mafia and what they the the shenanigans that they do. You've never been. Of, you never jumped through a plastic table, Neil. Is that I've what you're? Never talking? been put through or jumped through a plastic table. No. 
Wow. Not even in your pre-kindergarten wrestling days. No, I, it's shocking to believe, but no, I've I've never put someone through or been through a wow. table. Well, it's yet. a thing. It's a thing in Buffalo. They uh, all all the WalMarts in the general vicinity. Whenever a Bills game, a home Bills game happens, they they sell out of these plastic tables, and that's what they do. There's there's videos you can search up online of people jumping off their trucks at Bills Mafia tailgating, people jumping through tables. And that's just, that is the fan base in a nutshell. They're, they're the most fun fan base you'll ever be a part of. I will say that. I, the first time I saw that, I was so confused. I was like, why is, this, why is this guy putting another guy through a table? And then they're both getting up from being put through a table and hugging. I was so confused. And hugging, yeah. But hey, it works. They actually, I was actually surprised they allowed fans into that game as well. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. They didn't about. allow fans in the entire year. and There was not a heck of a lot of social distancing, though. I don't think anyone knows how to wear a mask properly in Buffalo or the rest of the NFL, for that matter. Um, but, yeah, that was it was weird to see so many fans there. Did yeah, you? I mean, it was it was only 2,500, I think, or 2,600. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, was, it wasn't a crazy amount, but, um, yeah, I, they should have done a better job at distancing, but... What can you do? That's the NFL. That's the NFL. That is the NFL. Um, before we move on, there's one thing I want to talk about, Neil. What's that, Josh? There's one thing What's I want to talk about. Why um, am I nervous here? <laughs> you you don't you have no reason to be nervous. We talked about the Steelers already. Don't worry about that. But I am a Giants fan. And week 17 was not a fun one to be a Giants fan. It was a fun one for about four hours i guess um because we beat our divisional rivals the dallas cowboys and that was step one to getting into the playoffs and then what needed to happen was the philadelphia eagles beating the washington football team and all was going well um philadelphia was putting up a good game and then they decided to sit their starting quarterback and throw in you know, their second string and basically decided that they would lose the game so that they would get a higher pick in the draft next year. Whatever. Kudos to them. Kudos to Philadelphia. Doug Peterson, that was his plan. Uh, whatever. I, I understand. I don't respect it. I understand it. I probably would have done the same thing now that I'm thinking about it. However, being a Giants fan, it was tough to watch that game because... That was our shot to getting into the playoffs. And I was upset as a Giants fan. But then I started going online and, you know, reading tweets and reading posts from other players, other members of, you know, the Giants fan base and talking about how upset they were with the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me tell you something. (laughs) The Philadelphia Eagles owe us nothing. They owe us nothing. We had a six and ten season. You, you have we have no ground to stand on in this argument. Win more games if you want to make the playoffs. Don't let your season, you know, don't let your season ride on another team winning or losing. Control your own season. That's like me, you know, getting six out of sixteen on a test and then going up to my teacher and saying, "How dare you fail me? How dare you?" You're a monster. Like, you, there is no ground to stand on here. And, you know, next season, we have to, you know, the Giants can't just say, oh, you know, well, we did our best, but, you know, other people in the, the division have to, you know, do their part too to get us into the playoffs. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, like, so all of these players on the team tweeting out, like, this is despicable. This is ridiculous. Like, and, you know, Joe Judge, our head coach, coming out and saying, you know, I will never do that as long as I'm part of this organization. Do what? They decided to do what was best for their organization. Yeah. Like that, you know, that's that's not our problem. They, yeah, they were saying Doug Peterson wanted to see what he had in this third quarterback. In the third know? quarterback. And why not do it? You know, you're out of the playoffs. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. You're going to win your game and give up three spots in the draft. 
because you you want or the Giants want you to lose so that they can make the playoffs. Like Jalen Hurts wasn't playing that great in that game. He wasn't. He He wasn't. He was. He aside from his two rushing touchdowns in that game, he was brutal throwing the ball. Yeah, he he was probably their best chance of winning that game, but he was not playing a great game. Like, I don't know. I just I've been. These are, are a lot of thoughts. And this is this is up there with one of the most heartbreaking moments in sports for me. But I've begun to rationalize it. And I think, you know, the Giants have no ground to stand upon, once again. They, you know, win more games next year. Do better. Is Daniel Jones the option? Personally, I don't think so. I don't think he's a quarterback that's going to win us a Super Bowl. I think Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs in the league. Um, he was not, unfortunately, given the chance to show that this season because he yeah. tore his ACL. Um, I think we need to get better in the wide receiver department. Um, I think for some, I don't know, for some reason, Evan Ingram was named to the Pro Bowl this year. I don't know. Was he really? He was. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I don't yeah. know who he had to pay, but <laughs> that that happened. He had a despicable season, and somehow he got named to the Pro Bowl. That's not he hasn't had a great career so far. He hasn't, no. But people keep praising him. You know, he's, his athleticism is so great. Show that on the field. However, I will say our defense is getting better. You beat the Seahawks. I think, like, I gotta say, I gotta say, Josh, my favorite moment of the NFL season so far, and I, I still like laugh out loud every time I think of it, is that play. I think of, I know which play you're gonna talk about. Right of now. Daniel Jones. <laughs> yep, yep. Running away from everyone and he was in the in the clear in the clear and it's like gravity just took him and said not today daniel <laughs> and like he, he i read oh, after i read i was reading an article and it's daniel jones <laughs> went on the record to say i didn't know i could run so fast yeah. so i was running too fast for my <laughs> legs and like his legs couldn't keep up with how fast he was moving he he had a wide open end zone in front of him. He had no one around him. And I just I just picture what was going on in his head. Like, oh my God, this is the fastest I've ever run in my entire life. I'm the fastest man alive. What's going on? And then falling right before the end zone. Yeah, favorite oh, moment of the year. I just That I, was that was what I saw with the giant season this year. That I was the giant season. That was the giant season. Yeah. yeah. This is uh yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered this offseason. For the Giants specifically, yeah. um, and for the Steelers, so we're in the same boat. In the, in that, I remember you looked at me at one point last night. And you said, "I think I'd rather be a Giants fan at this moment when the Steelers were losing." Yeah, to not have to go through that first quarter, it's demoralizing, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know if anyone at any point would rather be a Giants fan, but I appreciate the sentiment. Um, let's move on to what happened recently, which is the World Juniors tournament. Yeah. Not so, you know, I, I, I like to compare here. So I think of the World Juniors and Team Canada's efforts similar to the Steelers mm-hmm. in the fact that they, they had a lot coming in. They had a lot of expectations coming in, and they were favorites they in were. this tournament. I've even heard certain reporters say that this might have been the greatest Team Canada junior team that's ever played. And they can't, yeah. be, they can't be coined that the greatest ever if they don't win and the fact of the matter is they needed to win they needed to win and they didn't against this um underrated usa team Mm -hmm. um another team who faced a ton of adversity you know throughout all teams i don't know if you know this but all teams in the world juniors had to quarantine for 14 Mm -hmm. days in their hotel rooms so they couldn't practice they couldn't skate together they couldn't do anything so for 14 days they all had to do this and for what these kids had to go through and then play a tournament be away from their families play this tournament kudos to them man. kudos they, to them they had a lot right there was a lot of adversity that they had to face going into this and it's a you know the the privilege to be able to play for team canada team usa your home country yeah but the fact that you have to give up so much to be able to do that this year specifically um yeah kudos to them hats off to them that is and at such a young age too it's just insane um yeah i feel like it happens every year team canada 
their favorites going in, um, but they don't really face adversity until it's too late. You know, they they blow out uh, Germany 16-2 in the first game. You know, they they win a five nothing against Russia in their second last game. Like this, these are you know, there's nothing to learn from here. Like you, I feel like you want to get that first loss out of the way so that you you know your coach has some tapes to go over mm-hmm. and talk about what we did wrong here, how we let this goal happen, you know, why we couldn't get back into it, and you know. When a team figures you out, when a team, you know, figures out how to beat you or how to stop you, you have to be able to change your game plan so that you can, you know, come at them with something different. And, you know, I'm thinking about the Leafs as I'm talking about this, but we'll get to that later. But Team Canada got figured out in the gold medal game. You know, Team USA figured out that is, okay, let's take the middle of the ice away from them. Let's take in the offensive zone, let's take the middle of the ice away from them. And that's what they did. And they figured us out, and they beat us. And Team Canada didn't change their game plan. Team Canada, they didn't play poorly. They dominated that third period against uh, the Americans. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get one in. They, they hit the post a few times. They couldn't score. And no. the American goalie has a bright future ahead. He yeah, was standing night, on his yeah. head the entire game. So Absolutely. I think Germany was impressive this tournament. Uh, almost beating Russia. Did you did you watch that game? Yeah, yeah, that was insane. Uh, R- I think Russia did not have a good showing. No, I I don't think the steroids arrived in time. They did not place. Um, they did not, they did not. Um, but yeah, Germany has a bright future ahead of them. What did you think of Team USA bringing out a barrel, of a quote unquote garbage bale? I saw that. For their <laughs> for their team photo after they won gold, what did you? Oh, sorry, the, this barrel had a, a picture of the Team Canada logo on it. What were your initial thoughts when you saw that? Uh, I mean, it it was definitely like controversial. I'll give you that. Um, but uh, you know, like, hey, if you're gonna do that in your team photo, that's saying something. I mean, that's stirring the pot. Yeah, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing. It's not this story that was made up saying, hey, we have all these barrels. Got to get to the next barrel. different teams on it. And like we go on to the next barrel. We'll achieve that barrel. I think that's just a fabrication of of just being disrespectful of like saying, hey, like this is what team we think Team Canada is. We think they're trash. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Team Canada is going to bring that into the tournament next season. Um, but Team USA has a history of disrespecting Canada. And I wanted, oh, I wanted so bad for Team Canada to win this gold medal. Oh, yeah. Um, to, to prove that they were the greatest team, greatest world junior team in this tournament uh, and of all time. But I, I really wanted them to win. And the fact that they didn't, and the fact that there was that slap in the face afterwards. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's, it's this story of, oh, yeah, we got to get to the next barrel that was just, you know, I think they all just talked about that. Like, oh, you know, if they ask us in the interview afterwards, just just say that it was the we're just trying to get to the next barrel. So don't. don't yeah, Trevor Zegras, the uh, the forward for the the American side, uh, he he played it coy by saying that. But yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we all know what's written on the wall there. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Zegras, did you see the um, after? It, so the uh, Team USA was playing Team Russia earlier on in the tournament. Yeah. And there was a there was a snipe shot from Zegris from the point, and it went in, and he turned right around to the Team Russia bench and just stared them all down after he scored the goal. This is for tampering with our election. And then going on, you know, for the rest <laughs> of the game, they ended up not winning that game. But that was just that was a statement where I was just like, oh, Team USA, they've they've got a chip on their shoulder this this tournament. Um, also Teresa Feaster was the first female coach to take part in a world junior tournament and the first female coach in a men's major tournament for USA hockey and she won gold. So hats off to her. Hey, kudos to her. That was, that was a pretty important, pretty important moment. Uh, that was the world junior tournament. And now let's move on. 365 days until Canada can get uh, get some revenge for that. Trash They've got game. a lot of time to think about it. There's uh, there's a lot of uh, time for that wound to heal. Um, let's talk NBA. 
Let's yeah. talk about the NBA. The season started. The season is going. How do you feel about the Raptors? You know, they, they have players that are fully capable, that are that can knock down shots. They gave Van Vliet the big contract this offseason. They lost Gasol. Mm-hmm. They lost Ibaka. I don't think... Um, I don't think they have that physical presence that they did when they had Gasol and Ibaka. Ibaka just brought that physicality, that hard-nosed style of basketball that the Raptors had a winning recipe with. And now, like, they, they had a top-five defense the last couple of years. They're, they're in the bottom five this year, and it's just not looking as stellar as it has been the last couple of years when they've had this winning recipe. They've won 50 games at minimum the last five or six years and not to take anything away from their star players but Aaron Baines and Alex Len have not been good replacements overall Len I saw a stat earlier today he's shooting under 38 percent from the floor as a center as a center how do you shoot 38 percent as a center like yeah. your most of your baskets are coming from within five feet of the basket yeah are layups and dunks, right? I know he likes to get out by the perimeter and take some threes, but you got to shoot better as a center. Um, did you see the ending of that game last night against the Warriors? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, There's a shot in the final 13 seconds where Lowry, I think he was trying for uh, two, and he missed it. Uh, then they fouled and they came back after the timeout, and Siakam tried his, his uh, 360 fadeaway shot. And um, didn't work out for him. I didn't under I didn't understand that play call where Siakam. I know they paid Siakam a lot of money, and I know Siakam is the leader. You know, like he wants to be. He's an all star. He wants to be the leader of this team. And Kyle Lowry, this might be his last year uh, with the Raptors this year. Um, but him dribbling up the court, dribbling into defense. And then doing a fadeaway from about 20 feet away to win the game is not a good choice. Yeah. It's not a good gotta, shot choice. You got to find your shot. There's there's options. You have time. There, you know, the shot clock, you still had time on the shot clock. Um, but it's just, it's, it was forced. And yeah. that's what I've seen from the Raptors. They're forcing a lot this year. And, you know, we're only nine games into the season. There's still a lot of time here to turn this around, but it's not looking good so far. No. Um, one of their best games, actually, this season was the game that, I hate to say it, Lowry didn't play. Their bench stepped up in that game. Everyone had a good game. Boucher, Malachi Flynn had a good game. Uh, Watanabe had a good game. Like, I was, their bench stepped up, and that's what they need. Yeah, that was that was the most points they've ever scored yeah. as a franchise in, in as a regulation. Franchise, in regulation. Yeah. Was it 144, I think? It was up there, but it was also against the Sacramento Kings yes. too, right? You got to keep that in mind and I mean if they want to do that every night, if they want to put up 145 points every night, great. They don't have to play defense, but they're not putting that up every night. No. So I think this is Nick Nurse needs to get control over this team. They need to figure out what what their problem is on defense and and fix it. They also need to lock up their GM. It's, yeah, that is a that is another thing. Their Masai and Bobby Webster, yeah. they need to keep them around. Yeah, um, I think Masai was our best shot of getting Giannis. Let's be honest here. They Masai um, played a role in getting Giannis. Let's be honest. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm gonna say yes, I did. Let's be honest here. That we missed out. That should have been the name of our podcast. Is it too late to change it? Like Giannis, at like his name. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah. Okay. Let's be honest here. There you go. Wow. I'm gonna look it up, and if any, <laughs> if any sports <laughs> podcast in Milwaukee is going and doesn't have that name, I'm just change our podcast name. Yeah, let's be honest here. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, Masai was our best. Oh my god, that's I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. Masai was our best shot of getting Giannis. Um, Masai played a big role in getting Giannis's family to the United States. I'm not sure if a lot of people know that, um, and so they have that relationship. And I personally thought that that was our best shot of getting Giannis to Toronto. And I think a lot of Toronto Raptors fans are with me in that we honestly thought 
you know, we were making space for Giannis. We were getting rid of Gasol. We were rather letting him walk. Abaka um, wanted too much. So we let him walk so that we could have room for Giannis. And a lot of people are upset that we didn't get Giannis. But let's not forget, because we didn't get Giannis, we have a lot of room to get somebody else. And so these Raptors troubles, um, I think, you know, we didn't expect them to be this bad, but I think we expected them to be bad. Yeah. Because, you know, they were losing that physical presence of Ibaka and Gasol. I don't think they realized how much they missed that presence, but all is not lost. I'll say that much. Um, you know, can we swing, uh, you know, a pitch to get another big player? There's going to be a lot of players that are going into free agency. Kawhi being one of them. Um, there's a lot of players that we're going to have to make pitches to in this offseason and during the season. Um, but I, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a fun future ahead for the Toronto Raptors. Should we talk Leafs? Are you ready to talk Leafs? <laughs> talk Leafs. Um, season starts on Wednesday. The Leafs are like, you know, that one X that breaks your heart and then comes back again saying, oh, baby, I've changed so much. Like, you know, I've been working on myself. You know, I, I feel like I can be more to you. You know, I, I went out and signed Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons. You know, I, I feel like we can make this work. And then you say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's let's try this again. And then a season passes by and they break your heart again. So what are your thoughts about the Leafs going into this season? How do you feel about their, you know, their new structure? You know, well, I've had a few fantasy drafts and I've seen a, a lot of Leafs go uh, early in these fantasy drafts like Marner. Tavares, Tavares, Matthews, Matthews. You know, and the Leafs' key to success this year is their defense, right? They couldn't defend anyone. They have no problem putting up goals. With that offensive, you know, their first, their top six, they have no problem putting up goals. They have a problem keeping other teams from putting up goals. So, and holding leads and, yeah, keeping other teams you know, from putting making, up goals. Making a couple of trades um, over the offseason, they've kind of bulked up and... and gotten a little bit more athletic and a little bit more tough i think over the off season so i saw a couple analysts suggesting that that might be enough to put them into the stanley cup finals so i saw one person that suggested that they're gonna uh their prediction is the leafs over the golden knights in the finals really so That'll be a good I, let, one. You heard it here first. Leafs in six. On the winning, Shoot Your Thought podcast. On the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Episode one. Episode one. This is the pilot. The pilot. I'm calling it here. Leafs in six. Let's get the movement started. I'm down. Hey, I'm yeah. on board with that. That is a that is a hot take, but I'm here for it. Um, I'm excited for this Leafs season. I'm I'm I have taken the X back. And I am I am ready to go. I think this team got a lot tougher this offseason. Definitely. I like the fact that Thornton's playing on the top line with Matthews and Marner. Can he keep up? Uh, Marlowe kept up for the most part, yeah. I think, when he was here. Um, does he need to keep up? I think he needs to follow them into the offensive zone and knock over anyone that gets in their way. And I think that might be what Keith is going for here. Um, I think that was the issue with, you know, the, these top lines of the Leafs is that um, they didn't have any aggressiveness on these on these lines. Do you remember um, playing like NHL like back in the day and the NHL like on on PlayStation or Xbox and like you'd have different line combinations and it would give you like a percentage of chemistry. Of course. For line. Of course. And you would you would need like a sniper, you would need mm -hmm. someone with finesse, and then you would need like someone with a hammer next to their name. <laughs> They're heavy hitters, right? Absolutely. And like your your chemistry rating would be like 95. 100%. I think that's what we have here in Matthews, uh, Marner, and Thornton. So we have the big guy in Thornton who brings a physical presence. You have the sniper in Matthews, and then you have the finesse guy in Marner who can set it all up, right? Mm -hmm. So, I think that I think that might be one of the best lines in in the league this year. Were you that Were you that kid playing NHL growing up where you'd make your own player and you just make them like ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine in every single category? 
and put them on your team. Oh yeah, I would evil laugh dominating everyone. Oh, absolutely. Scoring nine goals a game. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure if you would. if you brought out my Xbox, you could find that team that I made yeah. of <laughs> all of my family members as hockey players. You did the whole family. <laughs> absolutely. I did the whole family. Yeah. I tried to get it as accurate as possible. I would bring out pictures of my family and put them up and try to make the face as accurate That's as I could. Sort of creepy, but I uh... had a weird childhood, Neil. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, my team went undefeated though. Hey, um, that's all that counts. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, but I'm excited for this Leafs team. Um, I think uh, we finally got rid of some players that we needed to, needed to get rid of in Cody Ceci, Kapanen. Um, some news that actually dropped today. This just in, ladies and breaking gentlemen. Breaking news. Breaking news. NBC Sports has hired Mike Babcock as an NHL analyst. Did you see this? I didn't see this, no. I am giving you breaking news right now, Neil. You got hired as an analyst? As an analyst oh, wow. on NBC Sports. Good for him. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, BAP Sox stocks just went up. They went up. 1,000%. back in business, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, I mean, like, he, he's he's been a good coach for Team Canada. He had great run in uh, in Detroit for all those years, and... You know, good for him. Like he, I he's gonna be a good addition to that NBC team. But yeah, he. Uh, I don't. I don't think he was gonna get hired on at Sportsnet or TSN. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the destination for him. I think, you know, the what happened with the Leafs and the stories that came out. I don't think he's is going to be coaching for a while, and I think he realizes that. Um, and so I think this was the next step for Mike Babcock. And Do you see that Brian Burke is working for Sportsnet now? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He. I have had the the pleasure of listening to him on Sportsnet Hockey Night in Canada, yeah. and his. Um, you know, you can never tell if he's smiling or upset. You never really can tell. So when he's when he's giving these takes, it's is he happy? Is he upset? Who knows. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the old fashioned hockey is definitely still alive and well on sports yeah. in the form of, uh, slicked back gray haired Brian Burke, grizzled Brian Burke, grizzled <laughs> Brian, but I was going to try and do a Brian Burke impression, but I don't know if I can get my, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the, um, the selling of ads on helmets and the divisions, and uh you know the jerseys this year in the nhl so because some people are pretty upset like about like re- like revenue merch yeah so they're selling you know ad spots um oh ads okay. yeah, yeah yeah um i mean they 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 it works well in soccer right like yeah soccer players it changes almost every year so i mean you're gonna get some backlash from people who don't like it but people are like old-fashioned hockey like I'm assuming, I don't think I've heard Brian Burke's take on this, but old-fashioned hockey analysts are not happy about it. Um, NHL stadiums and ice rinks have ads all along the boards, yeah. right? They never used to. So, I mean, it's going to take a few years for fans to get used to it, for execs, for all these different companies to get used to it. So, uh, Yeah, no, I, I agree. And if it gives jobs to people that wouldn't necessarily have jobs this year with the new COVID protocols yeah. and everything like that, I, I am all for it. And, um, you know, yeah, I really don't care. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, with all that being said, let's talk about where the Leafs are going to finish this year. In the, I mean, in the North Division. In our new, brand new North Division. I think the Leafs are, are favorites to come out of that division on top. Um, I think it'll be a two-horse race between them and the Jets. Um, Oilers fans everywhere are screaming. Oilers fans, you know, like, if they can put it all together, they've had so much talent for so many years, but they haven't been able to put it, put it all together. True. If they can, we'll see. I mean, same could be said for the Leafs, but... Yeah, yeah. We know that Ottawa's rebuilding. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Calgary, I mean, they 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 can surprise, but I don't if think they, they can have, get it together. They've got some good talent. I don't know if they have the defense or the goaltending for it. Montreal, same thing. They're they're still rebuilding. Carey Price can just will that team to the playoffs, anyways, on his Carey own. Carey Price can carry that team on his back 
to the playoffs. And the Canucks, they, uh, they're, they're okay. You know, like I don't know if they'll. All of their three. They're fans still very are young. screaming. They right have a great. They have a great farm system. They just. They're still really young, so we'll see if they take the next step. Hopefully, they can they can surprise a few people this year. But I personally would really like to see a Canadian team to come out of the North and make it to the finals this year. You know, when was the last time you saw a Canadian team win the cup? It's been a few years, right? So, who wins the Super Bowl this year, Neil? I'm still recovering after that loss last night. But well, I, we know it's I not know. the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not the Steelers, no. But I'd really like to see Drew Brees win it in this being his last season. But I think the Chiefs go back-to-back. I think so, too. Yeah. I definitely think so, too. Uh, who wins the NBA this year? Uh, you know, like, I think the Lakers, again, you know, they, they They're going back-to-back. The, they go back-to-back. Yeah. The Lakers look good. I don't think any other team has really stood out so far in the first week. Philly has beefed up a lot, and Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP-type season level. He's hungry right now. He's hungry. Well, it's the NBA and the NHL. One thing you got to keep your eye on, though, is, is COVID and yeah. um, how That's that affects thing. players. We're already starting to see games get postponed. Postponed. There's a game tonight between, oh. yeah, the... The Pelicans and the Mavs that got postponed. So I think I think um, in the NBA Finals it'll be Philly, if not the Raptors, you know, Philly and um, the Lakers. But hope, knock on wood, let's hope um, we get a full season. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for you today. Yeah, thanks for tuning in on our very first uh, episode here on the Shoot Your Thought podcast. And we'll uh, see you again here next Monday. My name is Josh Sanger. And I'm Neil Rampersad. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Podcast.